Hashtag SAFMBTH. We're in conversation next with Adele Kirsten, who is the director of Gunfree SA. Earlier on today, Gunfree SA, in partnership with the Mosaic Training Service and Healing Center, launched the Removing the Trigger campaign in Menenberg. The campaign aims to explore and build local evidence to understand the nature of gun-related domestic violent incidents in South Africa. To outline the objectives, we are now joined by Adele Kirsten. Adele, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Um, hello, Elton, and hello to all your listeners. Tell us about how this concept came about and uh, the story of Jessica Shah. Yes, well, I mean, over the last, I would say, 10 years, Gunfree has been approached off and on by women who are uh, who are threatened with a gun by their husbands uh, or partners. Uh, and we've helped them at a, on an individual level uh, to have the gun removed. Uh, and it's been a slow trickle. Uh, and then uh, at the beginning of last year, at the beginning of 2023, Jessica Shah, who's the mother of Sasha Lee Shah, approached Gunfree South Africa and said uh, that she felt uh, the police had failed uh, in their responsibility and duty towards her and her uh, murdered daughter. And we then took her case to uh, her complaint to the police uh, inspectorate and I, I, the, the key issue and the, the the shocking issue is that this was a young woman who had got a protection order issued against her ex-boyfriend. She'd actually ended the relationship three months prior. Uh, she, he had a gun. He was using it to threaten her, and she made it very clear to the court. Uh, that that gun needed to be removed. That was ordered by the court through the protection order. The police served the protection order on the ex-boyfriend, but they failed to remove the gun. Uh, and, and really, uh, a couple of weeks after that protection order, he shot mm. and killed her um, in a shopping mall in KZN, and he, he then killed himself. What what was revealed afterwards is that he had been in a previous relationship with another woman who had gone through exactly the same thing. She also got a protection order, um, and this was the same police station, and she also got a protection order uh, where the judge, so this is a court order. This is a, a yeah. it's not a may, you, you, you know, you have to remove the gun. Again, the police failed, and, and there be, were one or two other instances where neighbors complained, also women, about his kind of bravado and threatening use of weapons and, and irresponsible use of weapons. And so the, the system failed her, but it shouldn't have because we have a piece of legislation or two pieces of legislation, the Firearms Control Act and the Domestic Violence Act, which uh, authorizes and in fact obligates uh, cops to remove a gun uh, in an instance like this, and they failed to do to do this, her death was preventable, and I think it was it was looking, you know, listening to the story, um, hearing the detail of what happened, that we we know some of the data around what we call gun-related femicides. Uh, we know that sort of a third of all intimate uh, femicides are gun-related, um, but we don't know enough about the issue. Uh, we don't know, for example, uh, around levels of compliance by the cops, uh, whether, in fact, protection orders, uh, whether the woman 
actually yeah. puts in her protection order that there's a gun. So there are lots of gaps in our knowledge, and and that's one of the the, the one of the aims yeah. of the uh, thing is to basically gather knowledge and to increase women's knowledge of their rights yep. uh, under these two pieces of legislation. Adele, what do you think then should happen for when, when firearms are issued to a gun holder? I know that your, the campaign is also, uh, spe- well, at the core of gun-free essays that we don't want to have firearms. Um, however, though, we live in a country that is very violent and some people use a firearm as a form of um, protection. You look at, for instance, the case that happened now in Clayville, in Clayfield, sorry, in Phoenix, mm. where um, the husband shot his wife, shot the daughter, and then shot himself as well. What should be happening when someone is issued a firearm when it comes to trying to prevent domestic violence? That's a open and really important question, and there are a number of of sort of interventions or uh, solutions. The one is, uh, and, and the Firearms Control Act is clear, that if you have a history of violent behavior, uh, if you have any sign of some kind of substance dependency or abuse, um, obviously if you have a criminal record, uh, those are criteria which automatically exclude you from actually even applying for a firearm license. Uh, and of course, the challenge is where, where does the, the designated firearms officer who processes these license applications, where do they get that information? We know that at stations there should be a DVA register where even if there's a complaint or a potential charge which is then withdrawn, it's, it's, it's kind of looking at the whole picture of someone. And here we are talking about when, when a man applies for a gun license is really doing thorough uh, background checks yeah. and making sure that if there's a red flag that you do further investigation. Adele, thank you so much for your time. Adele Kirsten is the Executive Director of Gun Free SA.